Well, how are you guys doing? Welcome over to the channel. This episode is sponsored by HelloFresh. I know it's been a little bit since you've seen us. We were we, we were banned for the last week. We've been running lives every morning. So if you guys have not tuned in, around 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, we are live. doing. Right. Uh, it's, it's fun. Myself and Tori, we're live, literally doing a show live, a live podcast. It's a lot of fun, a lot of the news, and a lot of stuff that you guys are seeing now. We've already shared a lot of it earlier, and a lot of stuff is actually... Um, comes out in between the podcast and when we make these videos. So we'd like to make them still, but you get to watch us do a lot of like, that's right. A lot of like research is done as it's developing. And on top of that, if you become a true supporter, right, if you guys become a true supporter, we're also doing a special live broadcast specifically for true supporters where we're taking your questions and actually having you guys like do a bit of the research with us. So if that's something you're interested in, be a true supporter. Yeah. And one of the reasons why we've been doing that is because YouTube has probably just shut down this channel completely other than the fact that, we have like sponsored ads like HelloFresh and uh, True Supporters. Other than that, these videos are, are done being monetized and everything else because <sighs> just the way it is. Anyway, so um, <laughs> man, we, we're still going to continue on. Now, the New York Times, just so you guys know. Um, actually, you know what? We'll start with Ukraine. We'll start with yeah. Ukraine real quick. So Ukraine doesn't have a lot going on and neither does Russia. So we told you guys we we're going to be a little bit of a stalemate. And it seems like that is, well, to be the case. 100%. All you guys are like, ah, oh, you guys never predict anything right. Okay, well, let's go take a place and look at Robotnia. Now, when did all this stuff start happening in Robotnia? Months like ago. Months ago. I don't even right? know. Right? Months ago. Months ago. And they were saying that this this is going to be the salt that pushes all the way down to the Sea of Azov. But if we, I, I was hoping they are going to make it the Tokmak by the time they made it uh, Christmas time. But right. That's not, and that's and what we say, we're luckily, they would be lucky to make it to Tokmak because first they've got to push through uh, this village right over here, right? They've got to push through Verbove and, and then those... ride down that offensive, the yeah. defensive lines and come down, but they haven't been able to pierce it. They haven't got anywhere. As a matter of fact, if we zoom in on Verbove itself and start looking at it, they've actually been pushed back since the last time we actually reported on this. Yeah. At one point in time, they did have a tiny little foothold that was assessed around the outskirts, but not so much anymore. Yeah. They've been pushed back. So they did hit a, they did hit a ship. The Ukrainians did hit a ship. Um, I know a lot of people are super excited about it, but I mean, I guess I would be too if that was the only thing we've done in the last week or so, which is very true. Hearsong stalled out. Nothing really happened down over there. Advika, nothing really happened over there. It's just, I mean, I personally want to see them crush them. And I think what we were talking about the podcast earlier is I think we're going to see a little bit of some backdoor deals happening with the U.S. and, and Russia trying to get this thing. There's to, rumors of that right now, right? Yeah, yeah. But Zelensky did come out and say, of course he would, which is good for him. He doesn't want that to happen. Um but at the same time, you know, like the funding for Ukraine couldn't get passed by itself. The house it shut so it down. That is something that people, if you're on the Ukrainian side or whatever side of the aisle you're on, you need to take note of. And going into 24, which we are, we're in November of 23, guys. Like election season is going to be upon us heavily here in the United States. And like, we warned you that this, this was going to be one of those pivotal it. things that, that the Republicans are going to start leaning heavy on. And that's going to affect the war, whether you like it or not. Oh, significantly. Uh, but we're, we're, it's not a big deal. Um, I, I, I think, I think, I think everybody's more worried currently about what's happening inside of Israel. So it's going to shift a lot of the focus off Ukraine and Zelensky does know this as well. So he's going to not get to get as much funding, which is going to be a mega problem for them, like pushing forward at all. Yeah. So. And while we talk about Zelensky and Israel in the same sentence or the same breath, Zelensky actually, I think it was like two weeks ago had offered to go into Israel to show his support and they shut him down. They said, they no, did, yeah. well, I said, don't go in there. And very, I think it has to I, like, they're not going to publicly say it, but I think it has to do with a lot of the accusations of Ukraine yeah, being yeah. Nazis, which is, uh, which is uh, nuts because now Russia, like to do that video from the airport from last week where like the Russians stormed the freaking airport yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to like capture Jews was absolutely nuts. It is pretty crazy. There's a lot of stuff going on inside the world. That's what I'm saying. If you guys have not checked out the live podcast and you guys are just regular viewers of the channel, you guys probably should. It's, it's 
It's pretty entertaining. I think it is at least. Yeah, no, it's now, great. I love doing it. So here we go. We're going to move on to what's been really going on outside of um, outside of this world. So in the last 30 days, which he's got this pulled up on your screen, you've had, excuse me, 50 or so attacks by terrorist organizations inside of Syria and uh, Iraq. Multiple different ones. They're hitting Al-Assad. And I don't know the names of all the bases inside of Syria because I've never spent any There's time in Syria. Many. What's that? There's too many yeah, bases there's, there's to just, name on this map. So they've just been hitting, but Al Assad's been hit pretty regularly. Al Assad's been swacked hard. Yeah, been hit pretty good. Um, I don't think we've taken any deaths that I know of. I think uh, there was one death people. reported that came out of Al Assad, and it was of a contractor. And people are saying oh, he contractor. had a heart attack or something. No, no, that, I, I was talking about like actual, like actual guys. combat deaths. Yeah, yeah. No, but there's been almost 40 WIA. There has been, has been wounded. Yeah, for sure. There's um, been a lot of wounded in these attacks, and some of them are pretty severe. I don't think this is going to slow down either. I think this is going to continue to ramp up even more. As long as they get their backing and support, I think Hezbollah is being a little bit more of a pansy in Lebanon than, than we thought they were going to be. Um, I think they're, they're really scared. To they get, know they're about to get wiped out. They, they don't want to get pushed. They're they get they know if they push hard, they're going to get wiped so. out. But, you know, the leader of Hezbollah did come out, and he called on the people across Iraq and Syria to start attacking U.S. bases. Yeah. Which I'll tell you guys right now. So we have all within a 12-hour period – so the Iranian defense minister stated and threatened the United States that they will be hit really hard if a ceasefire is not implemented inside of Gaza. Okay. 12 hours later, the New York Times, they put out that officials in the United States have actually sent messages to Iran and Hezbollah stating that the U.S. would be prepared to intervene militarily against them if they launched an attack against Israel. So, oh my God. So, well, and yeah, that's a good time to pull up this map and show people exactly what's going on in the region. So we'll zoom out from, from Gaza We'll come all the way back out over here. Okay, we have multiple carrier strike groups within this region. So here's Iran. Let me change the, the layers on this map to give you guys better. So we have multiple carrier strike groups throughout this entire region. We have what two inside yeah, of the med? Med, and then you have another one just. And then we have another one. Yeah. And just so everybody's aware, I know as you guys see people talking about, oh my god, they put nuclear sub. Okay, so nuclear nu subs. The nuke subs, they go with the carrier strike groups. So I see people that are like, oh my god, the US just announced. Well, this one they've been there. No, and let's go ahead and crush that rumor as well, that there's a lot of rumors going around about Israel wanting to use nukes That's inside right. of Gaza. That was one man's statement, and, and what was it? Netanyahu immediately came out afterwards quick. and shut it down, took away all of his press privilege rights and everything else. Okay, so Israel is not going to, to make a nuclear strike on Gaza, not to mention it would be horrible for Israel because nuclear fallout would eventually reach Israel. It's stupid. No. So, no, that's not going to happen. Not. Uh, what else we got? Oh, we'll explain what we got going on inside of that area. We have also Yemen is, is starting to step up. You have the, how do you say their name? The Houthi, the Houthi militia. The yeah, Houthi the Houthis militia. inside Yemen. And that's a big deal, right? Like the Houthis inside Yemen. So here's Yemen all the way down here. It's over a thousand miles from the Houthi controlled territory up to Israel. And they've, they, last week it was, they declared war on Israel. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, oh my God, they don't matter. Well, hold it, on a sec. They control like 90% of the population. It does matter. Yemen. I'm going to open this up over here because I think it's a good graphic representation. So I, I was also going to say like, it's almost the equivalent of Hezbollah inside of Lebanon. That's it's, it's pretty much the same deal guys. There it is. Okay. All right. So this is Yemen. All right. This is Yemen itself. Everything that you see in the red is a Houthi controlled territory. Okay. And it's a little stale, but it's pretty accurate. Okay. Everything in red is a Houthi controlled territory. The next one I'm going to put up on your screen is the population density of Yemen. Bam. Everything that you see in those big, darker green areas, the darker it gets, the more populated it is. And if we go back and forth and we look at these two maps, the Houthis control the vast majority of the population inside of Yemen. The internationally recognized government of Yemen effectively controls Dili Squat. 
And it's so, how do I want to say, so out of control that like they're actually looking at restructuring the government of Yemen, all right, and getting rid of the president. So they don't control anything. So the Houthis are more powerful than the Yemeni's government. Otherwise, they'd be kicked out. So it's actually worse. Yeah. And then one, another way of stating that the Houthis declared war on Israel is saying the vast majority of the population that the Houthis control also declared war on Israel, right, <laughs> inside of Yemen. Okay, so the vast majority of the population inside of Yemen, again, look at the population density. Which is kind of funny. I said like 90%. I was almost on point with that. Look at the population <laughs> density. Okay, the vast majority of Yemen just declared war on Israel. Yeah. Look at that. That's pretty crazy. Over here, you have nothingness. Over here, you have all the people. It's actually and over 90%. It's, it's ungodly the amount of people that they that just declared war. And people are acting like it's not a big deal. Again, you're talking about over 1,000 miles for them to be launching these ballistic missiles, right? From Yemen all the way over. And they have struck Israeli territory. Okay, They had a missile impact right over here along the Israeli and, and uh, Sinai Peninsula border, or Egypt, if you will, just the other day. So it is a pretty formidable threat oh, that Israel now has to deal with. That's extra stuff that the Iron Dome's going to have to be taken out. That's extra munitions, everything else that's going to go on. Now I want to tell you guys the holidays are right around the corner and HelloFresh can help you guys take the stress out of dinner by delivering everything you guys need to cook up tasty meals right to your door, saving you guys a ton of time. Now the holiday season can be hectic as we all know, and that's where HelloFresh and its 15-minute meals come in. These quick fixes help you guys get a wholesome meal on the table in less than it takes to get it delivered. It's great, guys. Like, it's it's phenomenal. You guys need to check them out. And just like always, HelloFresh's ingredients travel from the farm to your door so you guys know they are fresh. And everything arrives pre-portioned so you guys can get, can get things right to cooking. Like, just quick to cook and quick. All right? I'm going to tell you guys, my wife and I have used them in the past. We use them now, and they are phenomenal. I'm telling you, they get the delivery door, and they come in like in this little uh, styrofoam-looking deal. You got cold pack on top, food in the middle, then cold pack on the bottom. They're great, guys. And we live here in Texas. It's really hot, and the, and the food doesn't get destroyed sitting outside. So go to HelloFresh.com forward slash speak the truth free and use promo code speak the truth free for free breakfast for life. Yes, Speak the truth free for free breakfast for life, guys. That's crazy. That's one breakfast item per box while your subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life, guys. What? At HelloFresh.com <laughs> slash speak the truth free with Como. You got to use the promo code, though. Speak the truth free. It'll be linked to the top description. It is. I'm telling you guys, this is America's number one meal kit. And why wouldn't you guys want to get breakfast free every single day? That's Using wild. promo code speak the truth free. Why wouldn't you want to do that? That is speak that's, the that's truth a deal, free. man. I'm doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you get free breakfast for life. Right. Done. That's easy. Done. What are you guys doing? Check it out. There'll be linked down in the description. Go to hellofresh.com forward slash speak the truth free. When use promo code speak the truth free for free breakfast. It's crazy. I didn't, hey, I didn't, you know, what's crazy is when they send over like the ad reads and whatever. We didn't even know it was in there. I didn't even know that was what they were. I think I'm like, oh my God, Kevin, get, get the going again. Jeez Louise. <laughs> what the hell? It's free uh, breakfast. That's crazy. Oh, wow. Anyway, uh, we got a lot of stuff going on inside of Israel, so let's go ahead and pound town here. I know you got what's pull up on screen. so Yeah, so I've got Gaza Strip pulled up on screen because this is where the main fighting is taking place, but it's not the only place that fighting is taking place inside of Israel, okay? But the Gaza Strip is the main one. That's where over 30,000, okay, 30,000 Hamas fighters are currently at inside the Gaza Strip, and they are ready and they are prepared. So over the last week, Israel has launched an offensive operation on three main fronts. I think this map is a very good graphical representation of what the ground currently is being held. 
Down here on the southern portion, okay, Israel has launched an assault from the east traveling west and effectively has cut Gaza City. Gaza City right here in this big light green open area, this is all Gaza City, okay? And the IDF has punched through to the south all the way over to the Med, and they've effectively cut Gaza City off from the south. At the same time, up in the northwest corner, they have a massive armored assault that took place in traveling down the coastline until it reached Gaza City proper, all right? That is the focus of the fighting right now that's taking place. Now, everything down in the south, they have had some fighting that's been taking place, a little bit of indirect fire, things like that, but not nearly as heavy as what they're facing up here. The IDF came out and said just a couple days ago that so far, this one unit alone has met a fact over 230 IDF, like WIA soldiers, 230 WIA, just in this one push down the coastline so far, which is wild. Yeah, it's pretty Which is wild to think. A lot of people are comparing this to the Battle of Fallujah, Battle of Ramadi, things like that, but it's not. It's going to be 10 times worse than that. I'm letting you all know right now. Right, Battle of Fallujah did not have underground tunnel networks, and we're about to show you some of these tunnel networks that they have and how extensive they are. It's gone to it's to the point where Hamas actually built tunnel networks and then put hospitals on top of the tunnels. All right, so they're using protective structures in order to do this, and that's going to force the IDF to actually go in and root these guys out door to door. And it's going to be pretty brutal, and we're going to show you guys. Up over here on the northwest front, or the, excuse me, on the northeast corner, not a lot of fighting has been taking place. They've moved in, they've pushed, and they've, you know, they've kind of taken this little place, and they're kind of holding in place. And what we're speculating is that essentially the IDF is going to start funneling a bunch of armor and infantry troops here and clear south to north going in in order to kind of channel these guys out. Now, the IDF is allowing civilians to flee on foot coming down and through this line and go down. We do have video evidence of that show that you guys as well okay but this is the main fighting that's taking place additionally a battalion headquarters got taken taken out up over here hamas battalion headquarters and it was initially reported that it was oh it was uh was a refugee camp a refugee camp and then israel came out and said you know what it's not a refugee camp as a matter of fact it's a hamas battalion headquarters uh they had a weapons making facility and all this other crap that was going rocket launch sites just tons of stuff and so uh, israel bombed the hamas place um into oblivion and then you know went and took over it all right so i'm going to pull up this video for you guys and it's going to outlay one of the hospitals, okay, in this next video that the IDF is briefing on, okay? This is one of the hospitals that the IDF uh, had actually got to and did a clearing operation of. And so you're going to see a lot of things throughout this video. I'm going to kind of talk you through them. Again, this is the hospital itself. This is them identifying the hospital for you. This is video footage from the night when Israeli troops assaulted. What you're looking at is Israeli troops right there. Up in the top corner of your screen, you actually see, I want to say it's a D9 bulldozer that they brought in and then right up here where these troops are at, this is a tunnel entrance and they're going to use that bulldozer and actually scrape open the tunnel entrance. And again, this is a hospital. This is on the ground footage of that uh, tunnel entrance that you're looking at going in. Give it just a second here. It'll catch up. Uh, but yeah, IDF took that dozer, scraped the roof off the tunnel. And now it's going to flip to some daylight footage in just a second to actually give you an idea of what this tunnel entrance looks like. That's over uh, that's underneath this hospital. There you go. There's that main tunnel entrance for Hamas right smack dab in front of that hospital. Now, IDF came out and they did a very good detailed briefing that I'm going to pull up for you guys on how this happened. And they go back all the way over 10 years, 10 years of this tunnel entrance in place. And we're going to take a listen to what the IDF guy has to say. So that's the tunnel. You can see it up on his screen right here. Uh, this is the particular hospital he's talking about. And he goes back 10 years and details this freaking tunnel network. Okay, so here's the video I'm talking about, all right? And this is goes back 10 years. This was all the way back in May of 2010. But uh, let's go through it. So if you look behind us here... What he's showing on the screen, because I don't like listening to this guy ramble because he talks kind of slow, okay, is these are two Hamas... Um, structures that were in place prior to along with a tunnel entrance and this blank space that's on the screen right in the middle that's where the hospital ended up going now if we scrub through this video a little bit what you're going to end up seeing is you're going to end up seeing that Hamas actually ended up doing this tunnel network before 
All right, here we go. What he's detailing inside this video is this is concrete structures for the tunnels that were put in place first. So Hamas went in, they dug out these tunnels, then they brought in all of this tunnel-making material, reinforced the tunnels, and then all of a sudden, bam, you now have hospitals in place over top of the tunnels. Pretty freaking insane that Hamas is using protected networks and structures over top of their tunnels. It's it's not super shocking. I mean, if you guys have been following these kind of these, these kind of organizations for a while, you it, it, the fact that this put in on I, that they have proof of going back this far to show the world and people still believe that this is not happening near schools or I mean, we have another footage. Actually. Oh yeah, no, I've got the videos you of the know, rockets we, and stuff for the schools that we'll from bring up. The schools we're going to show you guys here in yeah. a second as well, which is kind of crazy. I think it's one of the last ones on the list. But yeah, go ahead, go ahead and keep ripping through that if you need to. No, I just um, it's. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot Again, of Again, Hamas rocket launch site near a school, okay? Over and over and over again. So they're using these protective things. And for those that don't know, okay, places like schools, mosques, hospitals, they're all protected. They're all protected, okay? But Hamas is purposely putting these tunnels and rocket launch sites near these protected areas. Um, and I have a video coming up here in just a minute that's going to straight out say from Hamas, they don't give two craps about the Palestinian civilians inside there. What the guy actually says is that, look, Hamas is responsible for the tunnels and the UN is responsible for taking care of the civilians above ground. So the tunnels are built to protect Hamas. Hamas doesn't build any structures for the civilians because in their eyes, that's the responsibility of the UN. When in reality, what it is, is they want to have martyrs. It's actually real. Uh, there's There's a video footage of that as well, of the Hamas leader talking about the fact that this happens. And I don't know if we still have that thing pulled up or not. We have a lot of clips we run through during the day when we do the, the live podcast. I mean, it's a lot of stuff, just so you guys are aware. I mean, that's happened inside of Berlin. Like, there's, it is pretty tremendous. I know this is like a normal YouTube video, but we've kind of switched over to doing a lot of lives for you guys. And this right here is, God bless, man. There's so much stuff. This is so, it. Don't take my word for it. This is an interview. All right, so... Here you go. Here's the interview where Hamas just flat out says what it means about the tunnels. Okay. That the tunnels are the responsibility to protect Hamas fighters and that it is the UN's responsibility to protect the civilians of Gaza straight from the horse's mouth. RT, which is a very friendly network for Hamas. I ask a simple question. If you build bomb shelters in these tunnels, why don't you allow the civilians to use them? They're suffering above ground. It's dangerous. Musa Abu Mazouk, a Hamas senior, he says, well, we built the tunnels for ourselves, for our, for Hamas, for the combatants, and the civilians, the 2.3, 2.4 million Gazan civilians, they're above ground, and they're the responsibility of the UN. Instead of providing protection for civilians, what Hamas does is build builds tunnels underground, uses them for their militants, the terrorists, builds them under hospitals in direct violation of the laws of armed conflict and every piece of common sense that you can think because they're endangering the hospitals while they do that. And they're even brazen enough to say that, well, we have the tunnels and they're only for us and the civilians, someone else would take care of them. That's true. Hamas is out of control, man. Hamas is flat out out of control when it goes down to that. That's going to be a completely different war. If you guys haven't been paying attention to the one that's been happening inside of Ukraine, it's a completely different war. That's conventional. This is going to be non-conventional. Look how look how much space or look how much they've already taken inside of the center portion of of the Gaza. They've pretty much essentially cutting off Gaza. They've, they've in half. divided Gaza in half. In half. It's pretty much what's happened thus far. So you have the northern piece being con- controlled by 
IDF kind of, not really. Like when I mean Northern Peace, I'm talking like the Northern chunk, like a very small chunk of it. Then you have the middle ground, which is they've only taken this. And this seems somewhat significant, but it really isn't thus far. And I think this is going to be a very long drawn out war because there's a lot to clear and a lot to get through. Yeah. And I don't even think it's really even started yet. To be no, we're talking hundreds of miles of tunnels that he cleared. Yeah. Hundreds, dude. I, we haven't really started just Hundreds yet. of miles of tunnels that he cleared. And that IDF is saying that this is expected to take between six to eight months in order to clear them all that's out. That's what they say. Yeah. That's what they say. I think that's a pretty, pretty conservative estimate. Like, I, I'm picturing longer than a year for them to be able to actually clear all these things out. Right? Because not only are they going to have to go in and clear these areas out, like going into Gaza City, clear Gaza City out, run through all of that. But then you're going to have pockets of insurgencies that pop up. The, the IDF is then going to have to go crush. Yeah. And that's before they even instill a new government over there. Because what we're talking about is like one massive clearing operation of 30,000 plus Hamas fighters. And then we're going to talk about nation building on top of that because this whole place is going to be leveled. It's going to take an international effort just to rebuild the Gaza Strip after Israel's done with it because of the amount of fighters that are inside Gaza City. They're going to level it. And when we look at some of the videos that are coming out here in just a second, I mean, Israel's done a really good job riding on it, but when we look at some of the destruction that's taking place inside there, dude, it's it's unreal. Those are some rocket launch attacks, things like that. Um, but yeah, the IDF, I mean, by and large, this guy's back again. Dear God, I hate that guy. This one. This appears to be what's inside like a, a little school right next to a mosque where they have these rockets set up. And take a look at this. We've got these rocket launchers set up underneath the overhang of this protective structure so that they can do these things, right? And Israel's going to end up leveling all of these structures, right? They're not going to leave this. They're not going to take this and dismantle it. They're going to blow it in place. Yes, let me look at this, guys. Like, a lot of people are sitting there like, oh, my God, I get you can be pro-Palestinian, but look what's happening. Like, Hamas is literally sitting and putting, this is 50-plus rockets between the two. There's another one right next to it. Inside of a, a I think this was a, um, it says it inside the caption. This is like a... Six, seven... So yeah. that's 21. That's 42 total. I know, but I was going to say, it actually states exactly where this is at. It's inside of a, uh, it's in, oh yeah, there's other ones adjacent to a mosque. Everything else runs inside the mosque. So they're using mosque. It's like a, it's like a kid's something. I can't remember exactly what it was. It's a compound used by youth movement and a mosque. There you go. So that's the kind of stuff we were seeing happening currently inside of Israel. So if you guys haven't been paying attention to that, you guys probably should. All right, so we'll be checking back with you guys tomorrow. Make sure to go check out the live. We'll be live tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., just like we are just about every single day. So I do love you guys. Thanks for hanging out with me. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys later. Thanks. Yep.